Everyday consumers are being bombarded with the next big thing in health, wellness, and fitness. What's the future of keeping ourselves healthy and what's just a passing fad? Hi, I'm Joey Thurman, and if you don't know me, I'm a health and fitness expert and author. I've been fortunate enough to work with celebrities, athletes, C-suite executives, and everyone in between. I've been featured on the Today Show, Live with Kelly and Ryan, Good Morning America, TEDx, and lots of other publications. As part of my ever-increasing thirst for knowledge, which ironically happened after college, I decided to create the Fatter Future podcast. What sets this podcast apart is that I am the guinea pig for these episodes. I don't only want to bring in world-class experts on the show, I want to truly get a first hand experience what it's like to say go on ketamine and trip for my depression go on a three-day fast drinking nothing but coffee and water for age reversal eat nothing but plants and get the blood work done to back it up or even get my brain mapped to see how messed up my head is from getting knocked around playing hockey once i try these things i bring on the experts to talk about my experience and explain it to the audience in a digestible manner and ask the true question is it a fad or is it the future because after all We don't want to be fatties. All right, what's up, everyone? It's Joey Thurman, and welcome to another episode of the Fad or Future podcast. I'm here with Cost the Boss from (laughs) Con Body. Now, he just kicked the living shit out of me (laughs) inside of a prison cell with a bunch of other sweaty people. Make me run back and forth, do some damn crab walks, all sorts of crazy ass shit. And yes, I do stink. Can you smell me, man? I don't smell anything. We're, we're good. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I smell like roses, roses, I say. I don't sweat. I glisten. Uh, all right, my man. Con body. So yep. like the name, tell me a little bit about con body and uh, how you got started. Yeah, con body is a prison style boot camp where we hire people coming out of the prison system to teach fitness classes. Uh, this was all based off my my personal experience. Um, I went into prison for running a huge drug delivery service in New York City. Uh, at nineteen, I was making over two million dollars a year. Two million. Um, yeah. Did you hide that money somewhere? Uh, I, I hid a little <laughs> bit. But, uh, it's, it's all gone. It's all gone, and I didn't use none, none of it for the the current business. So no, uh, everything was taken away. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, I went into prison for that, and and that's when I found out I had a lot of health issues. My cholesterol levels were through the roof, um, and they placed me on medication. They recommended me to start working out, eating correctly in prison. Um, so when you went to prison, yep, you found out that you were not healthy. Exactly. Yeah, and I I had I didn't have an idea. I was surprised, but I was like pretty overweight, uh-huh. um, and I. When I, I I didn't I didn't feel like I was a kid again, you know. When yeah. I when I went in there, like I was not active. I was it was hard for me to like go up one set of stairs. You know what I mean? Like it was it was hard to move. You know. So when you got locked up, uh, yeah. how long was your sentence? Uh, seven years. Seven years. Did you do the whole seven? No, I did four out of that. Okay, so you you get in there and they say we're gonna do a physical. Yeah, so you automatically you you get sent to uh, um, the medical unit and oh. they take your blood exams and all that stuff. That, that's great. Yeah. So you got locked up and you actually found out that you were unhealthy. Where a lot of people don't have health insurance or anything when they're not locked up. Yeah, and you you had to go to prison to somebody say, "Hey, all right, dude, you're yep. you're, uh, you're locked up." All right, so you went to prison. You found out that you were unhealthy. What was next? Uh, and that's when the, the doctor was like, you know, if you continue living this lifestyle within five years you could die of a heart attack and i was like 
what? Like, seriously? And and they what they rec- they placed me on medication. Mm-hmm. Um, they said you, you need to start like exercising, eating correctly. Obviously, in prison, you don't get the best <laughs> food. Uh, but I was trying to make the best, healthier decisions. I stopped like drinking the the, the Kool Aid that I was giving in fucking the okay. mess hall. Okay, and shit. that that and purple drink that, that Dave yeah, Chappelle, that that, okay. <laughs> that 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 purple shit, uh-huh. you know, mystery drink. Um, and yeah, I, I started I started working out obsessively, um, and, and I lost seventy pounds in six months. Seventy pounds. So, what did those workouts look like? I mean, you obviously you're, you're probably like correct me if I'm wrong. You're, yeah. you're not getting kale smoothies and a bunch of protein shakes in know. prison. So, how did that workout routine? Did you have any idea what the hell you were doing? You just kind of start. Working yeah, out? I mean, I was, I was, uh, I played sports when I was younger. Um, it was not the first time I went. I was incarcerated. Okay. I was in, in shape before. Um, I did two prison sentences before that. Uh, and so I did a year when I was 15, a year when I was 19, and then four years after the, uh, for this longer stint. Um, so I knew how to work out, uh, and I took a combination of exercises that I learned from other inmates in prison, uh, stuff that I learned from, you know, working out and um, as a kid, you know, playing sports and stuff like that. And, and I came up with my own routine in my prison cell, you know, things that I could do with just my body weight or the stuff that I had in my cell and then – and then run in the prison yard. So I was wow. like running, like I was running maybe uh, around two hours a day. Really? Yeah. So how much time were you actually spent in the cell every day? Uh, I mean, I was spending a lot of time in the cell. I don't yeah. know. Maybe most of your day. Are you are you in the cell? Do you get time in, in the yard? Yeah. You say you're running around. Yeah. So they you get when I was in general population, you get like four hours of rec time. Okay. Um. So you get that, and then most of the time you're after that you're maybe working, or you're in the cell block. Wow. Okay. And how big was your cell? Uh, nine by six. Nine by six. Just you, or you have a you have a roommate cellmate. At that time, I was by myself. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, what were you – so is that every single day you were doing that? You were running a couple hours a day? You were doing body Yeah, I mean, in the so? beginning, I was, like, fucking wheezing and fucking dying. You know <laughs> what I mean? I couldn't even – and I was a smoker, too. I was smoking okay. cigarettes. Um, like me today super, in class. Yeah, super unhealthy. I was, I was dying. Uh, I couldn't – so there was, like – uh around the yard when i was when i first started running and that's what i basically started doing was running from one pole to the other it was like light poles in a prison yard and i would run to one one side and then walk and then run and then walk and then eventually i started doing my first lap and then a second lap and then i just kept running like Forrest Gump. So, <laughs> run, Forrest, run. So, yeah. what are the other inmates? What are they doing? Are they watching you? Are they, they, yeah, they I mean, shit? They, yeah, they, people they, were making fun of me, man. Really? Pe- yeah, people were calling me honey butt jokes. It was like, <laughs> fat boy. They literally called me fat Forrest Gump, you know, from the, from the cell block. So, you could see, you hear them screaming and shit like that. And I was like, running with my middle finger up, basically. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but just, I was, I was laughing at it too, but yeah. I was like, just focused. And I was right. like, yo, I need a, I need to keep moving, you know, this is for me. Yeah. So did you you ever get any, uh, I mean, yeah, they're making fun. Did you ever get any flack and any trouble with anyone from doing that? Nah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like, you know, most of the people that were screaming at me were people from, uh, uh, the people that were in solitary confinement. Okay. So in solitary confinement block, it's, it's, uh, it's called S block in that, in that prison. Uh-huh. Uh, and they have like one hour of wreck in uh, little cages. 
And so when they step out of the back of the cells, there's a small cage, and they can see the regular population <laughs> of the yard. So they're screaming, and I'm like, you fucking cell gangster. <laughs> get back into GP. I'm going to fuck you up. You know what I mean? Knowing that they're probably spending, like, you know, maybe two, three years in solitary. Okay, fight. so you weren't worried about them getting out and trying yeah, to I mean, make a just, shank or something? Was, mm, I, didn't, I didn't really whatever he was good you're yeah. good all right, well you, you you came out of that one all right so running a couple hours a day you're doing workouts uh in your cell what are you eating uh so i was eating so you you get to go to commissary um the prison food i i try to avoid like the regular prison food uh-huh. um which was like what uh it was like mystery meat and oh, so okay. you have like stuff in a bag uh that was like in a sauce and a meat and they heat it up in this huge kettle and then oh, they just man. pour it in pans and just scoop it up in ladles and just dump it on your tray. So pretty appetizing. Yeah, it was it was not the prettiest shit. But um I try to avoid that unless I really had to, you know, there was when you move into like a new prison, you, you some of the stuff you, you carry, you can't move to you know, a new unit. So yeah. um but I was going to commissary most of the time. Um I was I was eating like oatmeal with peanut butter um, I'd eat like peanut butter and jelly with coffee, basically like shit like that. And then, um, uh, and and then I just avoided like eating a lot of bread. Yeah, and, you know, I stopped eating bread for a little while. I think maybe for like four months. Uh, stopped drinking all the juice or like soda and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was literally just drinking water and and eating a fruit. Okay, and, so and that's how I got my electrolytes. And this was just kind of trial and error, and you decided I'm, I'm going to stop. Yeah, did you have any nutritional knowledge prior to this, or you just figured I should stop eating bread and and, and, the, not, and I the mystery didn't, meat? Yeah, I didn't really have any like. I was not a nutritionist. I'm still not a nutritionist, but I, I mean, I, I feel like people, you know, when people ask me like, "Oh, can you recommend food?" I'm like, you know what the fuck to eat, man. <laughs> like, just stop eating a fucking ice cream, stop eating a pizza, you know, like, yeah. eat, you know, eat a salad. Okay, you know I mean? so, so that, that no was peanut butter and jelly and coffee in the morning. Yeah, no, I was, I was doing that. Like, I was burning a lot of yeah. calories. I was literally like putting a whole garbage bag on my my whole body. And then putting like my whole prison uniform. Oh, you made your own sweatsuit. Yeah, I made my own fucking prison sweatsuit. Oh man, I did that one day with a boxing coach. He put that nasty ass thing on me. I'm not quite sure that he washed it. Yeah, man, I I just took that thing off. There was several pounds of water that came out of it. Yeah, and and he was a six six former pro boxer. I'm like, this motherfucker did Uh, not wash this thing. uh, Yeah, that that was nasty. All right, so it took you how long to lose all the seventy pounds? Six months. Six months. Yeah. Okay. And then when did you come up with your con body concept? Uh, so I was, I was, um, you know, as I, I was running the yard, I, I, I caught the eyes of other inmates and, and one inmate came up to me and we started working out and running laps. Um, and then we, we started doing like this whole workout routine in the prison yard. People mm-hmm. started forming a circle around me. Uh, I would lead the workout. Sometimes they would lead the workout and we just, you know, it was like a camaraderie. You build it. I didn't have any idea that I was going to start a business. Uh, behind fitness um but it was not until i ended up in solitary confinement um and in solitary confinement towards the end of my incarceration um i was about to be released in two years i mean two months and um and i got into altercation with an officer that that led me into solitary and i was in 24-hour lockdown and i just started reflecting and saying like you know what i was what I was doing on the street was not right. right. You know, I need to I need to do something right. And I, and quickly it hit me like a light bulb. You know, like this is 
this is my passion. This is what I love to do. I want to work out. Um, you know, I love the community. And and I, I, I wrote out a fake mini business plan, you know, and just made it happen. While in solitary confinement. Yeah. So that I'm not sure you ever heard of uh, sensory deprivation chambers. Mm-hmm. But I think sensory deprivation is essentially you're somewhere where you have no access to light or the outside world. You're kind yeah. of within your own thoughts. I think solitary confinement was, confinement was probably the original sensory deprivation chamber. Yeah. So man, that, that man, you didn't have to pay any money for that. You just went to prison, told you, <laughs> got, got told you were unhealthy, and got an altercation and yeah. solitary confinement. All right. So you you started these uh, programs, classes, if you will, while you were uh, in prison. Yeah. And when you got out, what was the first thing that you did? Uh, I came home t- right back to the block, and the next morning I got up and I started doing a workout right in the in the block. You know, I started okay. doing it right across the street from where my mom lives. Yeah. Um, and started doing it in the park. And I was basically like where I picked up like a piece of broken pipe stuck in between the fences and I was doing like pull-up bar training there by myself. And then um, my mom, uh, she's a beast. She she works out with me four times a week. She's really? 65. She does the workout and doesn't bitch like you. Uh, yeah, oh, uh-huh. uh, I, I, t- I tell you, <laughs> let, let, me paint, let me paint the picture of this place. So, so you go in this place and there's a second floor. There's a con body on the wall, and then yeah, literally there's a there's a mugshot wall where you know you can say if you're five feet all the way up to seven feet, uh, and afterwards you can hold like a, you know, a clipboard thing. So that yeah, I, I, mugshot board. Yeah, mugshot board. So you do the time. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty white boy. I, I, I've, I've, I've stayed stayed out of prison. Um, so, and you go and you go into this place, and there's literally jail cell bars man this isn't just like some sort of like hollywood crap where you just put some bars in there there's jail cell bars it's a little hot it's a little sweaty he's you're cussing at me yep yeah yeah, like (laughs) true military boot style and he's he's like oh man you look like you work out i'm like oh shit (laughs) and for how long was the class like 35 Uh, 40 minutes 45 minutes 45 minutes of straight hell like there there was no breaks there was nothing no weights i bet we did probably 200 damn burpees and when i thought we were done doing burpee and i and i went down on that sweaty ass floor he's like all right we're doing another 10 and then another 10 and then another 10 and then he's yelling (laughs) at me uh and it was truly like a prison style workout and, and it's dark and you do feel like you're in solitary confinement. So, yeah. uh, kudos to you or, I mean, whatever you want to say, man, that was horrible, but good. I think it's a, it's a, it's a place where you, uh, you, you focus, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, it's dark. It's, it's when, well, you know, once that, that gate locks, it's like, you know, you, you do on the time, you know, you focus, you got it. You're mm-hmm. already, you're already pre- past that threshold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now you have to get the shit done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was something else. It was, uh, unlike any experience. I mean, I, I've done a lot of workouts, uh, and, and that was something I just kept going and kept going. I'm like, man, when in the hell is this guy going to tell me we're done? And, and he's not, he just kept, and we did some crab walks and shit. Like I don't do that stuff. You give yeah. me some weights and uh, give me 10 reps and I'm good. Maybe, yeah. maybe pump up, get the tan, look in the mirror. I'll maybe take a picture for Instagram, you know, <laughs> shit like that. All right, man. So you started working out in the park. Yeah. And when did when did people start kind of working out with you, or how, how did you yeah. start the process? Yeah, getting back to my mom, she was my first person. Okay. You know, she was she did was. Did you uh, charge her? Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't charge her. <laughs> she gave me a discount on the couch that I was renting from uh, her. You what, know what I mean? What a good. Uh, but yeah, she was she was, she used to like like you know do like her power walks in the morning and stuff like that yeah. and like be active. Uh, and then I was like, yo, mom, you ain't doing shit, you know? So like I started training her and she started getting, she got one of her friends, 
Uh, and then I started training both of them. And then I started just approaching people that was walking by and it was looking at us. And I'm like, yo, what's up? Like, want to try this this workout? Boom. And and just started, like, continue to see street market, guerrilla marketing yeah. and, and just hitting the streets and just stopping people, talking to them. Um, and it took about maybe a year and a half in the street. And then eventually... You know, it was times where it was getting cold, you know, November, mm-hmm. December hit, you know, like people don't want to work out. I'm the only one showing up, you know, and people signing up but not showing up. Wow. Uh, and then I found like the, this small little studio space uh, where I started running classes out of there. And then eventually that started getting packed and I couldn't handle all the classes myself. Right. Right? And then I hired my first person who came out of prison and then eventually it started snowballing after that. So you're, what are you calling them trainers, coaches? Yeah, you, trainers. Trainers, okay. Do, do they go through some sort of like certification process? or? Do you... Yeah, they all got their certification. Okay. They, uh, pretty much all of them are NASM certified. Okay, which is, um, anybody listening, North American sports uh, medicine, actually pretty good. So it, is there, do you have any rules? So you say that your your trainers are, you know, formerly incarcerated now, do, does anybody have any apprehension about working out with a former inmate? Have you experienced that at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, whoever's going to come in, they know what they're going to get into. Right. So, you know, you either like it or not. You know what okay. I mean? But So, um, so don't, leave, don't leave your bag unattended? No, we actually don't use any locks. Ah. Lockers. You saw that. So we had to... Uh-huh. It, we 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 say trust the ex-con with your shit. You know, yeah. like we we have this trusting community, and we yeah. really break down those barriers of, you know, just come in, get down, get dirty, and and you know everything's gonna be fine. You know, yeah. and, and just uh, trying to change that whole narrative of what people see of somebody who's been incarcerated. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think you're you're giving people second, third, probably multiple chances. I mean, as you yeah. said, you, you, some, you some even first chances. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a couple of the people that I've hired. Um, Went in at 15 years old, did, well, you know, 25, 30 years. And, um, you know, what what type of chance do you have when you're going in at 15, 16 years old? Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're kind of screwed and um, part of the system at that point. Yeah. So now and I noticed in um, your location you've, you've got a lot of information about, you know, formerly, you know, people that are incarcerated and demographics. Yeah. Uh, how, do, how do these people find you to become a trainer afterwards? Are you seeking them out? Uh, nah, I get hit up with jail mail all the time. I jail get, mail? Yeah, I got like fan jail mail from really? inmates all across the, the the country, some some around the world. You know, it's it's crazy. I get I get mail from like Australian prisons, Brazilian prisons, Italian prisons, like it's German prisons. Like it's, it's just insane the oh, amount shit. of jail mail I get, and it's it's pretty much the same story. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, they they do a lot of time. They're fit. They're, they're in shape. They hear about me through like. I've been featuring a lot of men's health uh, magazines, so mm-hmm. they they re- that's you don't really get you don't have internet inside, so okay. all your news is old school. You know, you ha- you read magazines, actual tangible paper yeah, that tangible, they can grab yep. and turn and yep. read and exactly. So wow, uh, they they see me there and and then I get hit up, you know, and that's uh, and most of it is just like you know, I'm coming home in like six months. Can right. can I get an opportunity to work there? Uh, unfortunately, I can't hire everyone. Sure. Um, it's been it's been a difficult process to like raise money and just get this off the off the ground. Right. Um, but I'm making it happen and bootstrapping it. That's great, man. So, do you have any rules for um, anybody that's coming in that wants to work for you? Like uh, somebody like these nonviolent crimes. Is there anything uh, specific or? Yeah, the only thing. No, I haven't you know hired any sex offenders. Okay. Uh, 
you know, I, I've I've gotten hit up by a few, and I just tell them, you know, I refer them to different programs. Right. But, um, you know, we got all types of crimes from, you know, drug dealers to, to murderers. Okay. So now what you said there's some, you've got some interesting stories about your trainers. You know, what's uh, what's some of the interesting stories that, you know, somebody that you hired, the, the first person coming out working for you? Um. What do you mean? Interesting stories. <laughs> I, I, I was reading up, and you said every one of your trainers, uh, every one of your trainers has a, has a story. Yeah, I mean, they all you know went in. Uh, a, a lot of them went in when they were really young. Mm-hmm. Um, give me one second. Let me cut that off. I just don't want this alarm. No, oh, see, he, he's he's so busy. He's getting phone calls during during the podcast. I don't want this alarm. <laughs> that, this again. That that works. Oh, or you, or you set yourself an alarm. It's like one of those, those those fake calls on a date. Like, <laughs> I, I got to get out of here. All right. So your first person hired. Um, yeah. What, what was their story? Yeah. So the first person hired um, uh, was Sultan Malik. Uh, he did 14 years in prison, seven years in solitary confinement. Jeez. Um, he went in for kidnapping uh, drug dealers. Um, really? Yeah. Kidnapping um, drug dealers. Kidnapping drug dealers and robbing them. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a guy I don't want to get on his wrong side. Yeah, I mean he's he's a he's an amazing guy. He's a, he actually got nominated for like top five trainers of uh, of Reebok. Um, wow. He's also an active trainer. Um, you know, he's been featuring everywhere. He's a beast. You know, we call him the beast of Combody now. Really? Uh, yeah. He's like he's my vice president, and he he basically. Uh, trains a lot of the people that that we hire, and yeah. they go on there as well. Yeah, that that's great that uh, people can you know find a place because I'm sure coming out of prison is gonna be gonna be hard to find a job. Yeah. All right. So, do you think I'd survive in prison? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think you got to come to Combody back again and do a couple more push-ups, bro. <laughs> a, a, a couple. I, I think I did like 300, 300 push-ups. All right. So you, you start. You start at your first location uh, after like a year and a half. Uh, how many locations do you have now? Uh, two. Two um, locations. Yeah. No. After a year and a half, no. I, I, it actually took me I, after a year and a half. I started renting out a little studio. Okay. Uh, and then eventually opened up. Uh, it was. January 2016, uh, when we first opened up, and then so now it's been like three, almost four years, um, of running a studio. Yeah, and uh, we have two locations now: one in London, one in uh, New York. That's pretty cool. So, is the London one up and running? Yep. How's that doing? It's good. Yeah, really? it's been it's been a, a crazy journey i mean i got a really good opportunity with this hotel group it's called the stratford hotel okay uh so they it's a half residential half hotel group and they basically uh built out the space for us um and i hooked this up so i, I really couldn't uh, avoid that opportunity and jumped on it it's hard to turn that down yeah so uh do the trainers there have cool accents cool accents yeah. and they're they've been incarcerated okay so yeah. I, I mean i don't know like, That's crazy. As, as much as I like working out with you, I'd, li- I'd rather get yelled at with somebody with an accent. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually that, pretty funny though. It's, it's for me. It's funny to hear like a uh, British accent cursing. You know what I mean? And like they just sound much more educated than we do. Yeah. You, you know, you, you, even yeah. if it's uh, f f this and the f that, I just man, I, li- I like listening to their voice. <laughs> All right. So, what advice would you give someone that? Uh, well, they're probably not, can, can they listen to podcasts in prison? Uh, 
No, but it, I mean, you can listen to the radio. Okay. So if, if you are on FM AM. All right. So what advice would you give someone that, um, you know, is looking for a second, third chance, first chance, who, who maybe has been incarcerated, who they're trying to find, you know, where their path can go, and then maybe they're going to go back to, you know, committing crimes or selling drugs. Uh, what's something that you can tell them? I mean, it's it's a process. You know, when you come out of the system, it's uh, it's not easy. You know, you're faced with so many adversities. You, you can't find, you know, housing is a huge issue. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people, the people that I've hired um, were homeless, um, you know, living at Combody, basically. Yeah. You know, I, I literally had, like, four air mattresses there at one point. Really? Um, yeah. And, you know, until we got we got. We got him shelter. Um, it's it, it, it's hard, you know. You could you you have you're so optimistic when you're inside. You're like, I have this amazing idea. I'm gonna come home. I'm gonna get a job. I'm gonna do this that. And then you like come home and everything is just like being shut in your face, and you know, you could get frustrated, you know. And that that's why, you know, three three out of four people coming out of the prison system can't find a job within a year. Really, um, and that's and that results into high recidivism rate. Today we have the highest recidivism rate in the world uh within, they did a new study within eight years 82 percent of the people coming out will go back into the prison system 82 percent 82 percent because it, it, if that first year it's uh, hard to find a job and yep. they're probably gonna go back to old habits uh, yeah man that, that's and then you huge. feel the pressure especially when you have a family you know i, I felt the pressure too i didn't want to go back you know um but i felt the pressure of my you know ex-wife and my son you know and i wanted to provide as much as i can but you know at the end of the day i think what uh, my advice is just just take it one day at a time you know um and everything's going to be all right as long as you wake up you know you're going to find some food you're going to wear some clothes Mm -hmm. uh you're going to continuously wake up you know just do the time yeah Uh, do the times right man now Let's see. Where do you feel like uh, Combody is headed? What What's your dream scenario? My dream is to you know hire as many people coming out of the prison system as possible. Mm-hmm. We you know we today we have a zero recidivism rate. Nobody anybody has worked with us has not gone back inside. Really? How many uh, people so far? Uh, forty five. Forty five. Forty five people. And that's been how many years now? Uh, six years now. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you're gonna try to bring down that eighty percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I need to. I need to open up more spots. You you're know, you're so working, dude. You're in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in London. Yeah. No, I'm getting more opportunities like that. And um, I mean, my dream is to probably license this. Uh, you know, combody around the the country. You know, certain parts around the world uh, that have been impacted by the criminal justice space. And and uh, I feel like we could re really cause a huge impact and re really break down a lot of stereotypes between. You know. Uh, professionals that that never met anybody that's been incarcerated and and people you know who um have this this certain perception of somebody that's been in the system yeah uh what are the best resources that have helped you along the way i know that you uh you said your mom yeah which she seems like you know she's a rock for you but yeah uh anything else that has really helped you along the way yeah i mean this i when i came home I, i met this met these people from this program called the five ventures mm-hmm. uh the five ventures is not a venture capital company it's a nonprofit organization that believes illegal entrepreneurs like <laughs> myself uh could become legal entrepreneurs so okay. they helped me start off my own business uh get things off the ground i was i joined every nonprofit i could probably you know 
get resources from. I joined a Fortune Society, uh, which helped me get a, like an internship, you know, get my resume up, help me with interview skills, uh, career gear, who gave me my first suit, you know, when I went for my first job interview. Um, and, and it just, you know, that I, I just, that's how I came home. I was just, I humbled myself and I was like, I can't do this myself. And I took advantage of all these nonprofits and resources. I went to like scoop soup kitchens and got food for my mom, you know, and things like that. You know what I mean? Like I, uh, back in the day I would be like looking at these people and be like, yo, you crazy. I'm not standing on the line for food. You know right. what I mean? Um, but when I came home, I was like, I need to, I need to change. You know, like none of this stuff is important. What's important is just living and, and just providing for the fam. So you had to put your pride aside, exactly. essentially. And uh, I'm sure standing in line for food is uh, something that nobody wants to do. But if you feel like you wanted to keep it straight, yeah. uh, that's really what you had to do. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's it's about what you have to do, not what you want to do. Yeah. Man, that's a great story. Um, so if you were to step into my shoes, what would you ask yourself that I didn't? What do you mean? If I was yeah, you, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> what, 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 what did you ask yourself that I, that I missed asking you? Um, it's a tough question. Hmm. But nobody's ever asked you that, huh? Yeah, no. Uh-huh. Um, I guess what I maybe what I want personally uh for for my future. Yeah, what is that? Um I I think you know what I what I want to do is um I, I obviously, you know, help other people and stuff like that, but personally I want to just like live a calm, healthy, you know, successful life and and I don't view successful as like having millions of dollars, you know, and all that, like having all this materialistic thing. I, I, I feel like success for me is like continuously living, showing up and delivering, um, and just do continuously doing the right thing, you yeah. know, and that and that's I feel like my mom is perfect example of that. Um, she's sixty five, she works out four times a week. Um, she eats the best food because she cooks it, you know, she mm-hmm. wears whatever the hell she wants, you know what I mean? And she doesn't make a lot of money, but you know, at the end of the day, I feel like that's real success, you know, living a long, healthy life. And that's, yeah. that's, how, that's what I want to do. Long, healthy, happy? Happy life. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, I, I didn't know what to expect. I and mean, we got referred from a mutual friend and like, hey, you need to work out with this former con- <laughs> convict. Like, oh, <laughs> all right. But you, you have this calm demeanor about you. Yeah. And is this something that you've always had or, you know, yeah. when you were a teenager and you were kind of you were dealing is it how you've always been uh i i've always been pretty calm but yeah. um i could get crazy a little bit yeah yeah, yeah i can <laughs> see that during the 45 minutes when, yeah i i, I preserve i preserve a lot of my energy you know when i when i need to deliver but um for the most part you know i've you know I, i've gone through all the feelings I've, I've been mad i've you know gotten into fights and all that stuff right. um uh but for the most part i'm, I'm pretty much calm and, and just try to uh, be chill, man, and, and accept life. Yeah, that's great. Where do you see the future of fitness heading? I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of fad mm-hmm. stuff out there. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of pretentious, uh, you know, vanity stuff. And I think all that thing is going to just bubble out. You know what I mean? It's going to burst, you know, all this, you know, 
I don't know. There's a lot of workouts that I, I don't believe are, are like real workouts. You know, when people get on a bike and they have to, and and you see these these people put makeup before they work out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just uh, just to take a selfie on it. You right. know what I mean? Like I think all that shit is pretentious. It's bullshit. You know, if you're gonna work out, you know, you're doing it for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so you're saying get in, get a sweat. Yeah. Do the time. So yeah. You see what I do with that? You don't need to you <laughs> go to a, a class or somewhere to be seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about being seen. It's about just, you know, concentrating on on your own self and, and you're supporting the temple, which is yourself, yeah. your own body. Yeah, I think that's great advice because too often we're, we're seeing the, all, all these uh, places pop up and, yeah, they, they smell like lavender. And you come yeah, in the bougie and, fucking and, millennial and, fucking yeah. tank and blue and shit. And I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you're working out. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Uh, bougie is not how I would uh, describe combody for sure, man. Hell no. No, uh, but uh, I truly appreciate what you're doing. Um, and, Thank you. And, you know, I, I feel like everybody needs – multiple chances in life you know whether it's our our upbringing or you know something that has shaped us uh, good or bad yeah. uh, i really feel like that people can change and given the right opportunity and the right people around them and 45 people you said yeah yeah i mean you, you have helped 45 uh all men oh, and women 45 yeah. men, men and women you know, change their lives for the better and not go back into a broken system we're not going to go down that rabbit hole all right, man. So I got, I got one more question for you. Yeah. You ready? Yep. Okay. Con body. That's is up. it a fad or is it the future? I think it's the future, man. I think, you know, what we what we build is a really tight community of people that, you know, that really care about the social impact space. Um, people want to put their money in, in socially impacting companies. And, and we see that day after day when people come into our studio and want to support us. Uh, the community that we build is just it's unique you know what i mean it's like i said before it's not like pretentious it's not where you're gonna come and wake up and put makeup and then you know look at yourself in the mirror all day you know what you're gonna do you're gonna get down and get dirty um and it's one of the hardest workouts i feel like we have a a great product and we deliver it strong every single day yeah, I mean, I mean you, even if you want to take a selfie inside of your, <laughs> your, your prison cell, like, what, what are you calling it? You get the studio space? Yeah, I call it a studio. Yeah. We call it a cell. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> well, let, let's call it a cell because you, you're literally in the yeah. cell. It's too dark to take a damn selfie and let's yeah, get a, yeah. a fancy new camera. So um, leave the makeup and everything behind. If you're coming from work, it's totally fine. But that, that shit is going to be sweat off. Yeah. Uh, and no problem. 45 yeah. minutes of no breaks. And this dude right. yells at you. It doesn't matter if your elbows are slipping because it's sweaty. <laughs> Joe, you're six feet tall. I hate but your excuses off the ground. Uh -huh. I yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't wear my makeup today, man. I, I, mm. I, I may be pretty, but I, I did not rock the makeup. <laughs> All right, brother. So where can people find you? Uh, you can check me out at combody.com, uh, Instagram, C-O-N-B-O-D-Y, like convict body, uh, Twitter, same thing, uh, Facebook, every social media handle, C-O-N-B-O-D-Y. Okay. Check me out. Combody, cost the boss. You already know. All right. I'm Joey Thurman. This is Fad or Future. Don't be a fatty. Yeah. Did you pick up on that? Don't be, yeah. don't, don't be a fatty. Be a part of the future. Goss, thank you so much. No, thank you, Joey. Cheers, Appreciate bro. it. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure to follow on social at Fat or Future Podcast. You can follow me at Joey Thurman Fit. Don't be a fatty. Merchandise is available. Hoodies, hats, t-shirts, and beanies at fatorfuture.com. And make sure to check back next week. We've got a good episode for you.